0: Ciao ragazzi, and welcome to another edition of Serie A Sit Down, World Football Index's podcast of Calcio, told like it is. I'm Frank Crivello. He's Richard Carmen. Ciao, Richard. Ciao, Frank.
1: How are we doing on this uh, Tuesday evening? Tuesday seems to be a sweet spot for us now. Just, yeah. Things happen perfectly. And people, are, uh, people are embracing it. They're liking the Tuesday night, uh, uh, yeah. you know, sitting
0: right in there. You're perfecting uh, the, Larry uh, Larry's Hibisco salutation with, uh, with each time we do this. So that's good too. So practice makes
1: perfect. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, the more you do it, the better you get at it, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's been a nice little spot for us and got a, got some compliments from, uh, you know, a couple of our listeners that would be, that would make up 33% of our audience. Um, I might be <laughs> being, I might be generous, but anyway, um, but uh nonetheless uh appreciate the compliments and uh those that are getting into the video feed jump in check in tell us who you are if you are listening drop a like uh down below uh subscribe to the channel if you have uh if you're uh, checking us out for the first time so lot to cover um lot, and we're going to yeah. and we are going to freestyle this bad boy so i like it uh, <laughs> Yep. I think that that's what we're going to do. So we are going to do the uh, Serie A sit-down through pass of match week 34. And uh, that started, let's just run right through it. Uh, Ciao, Miguel. He's checking in again. Um, it started with Hellas Verona and Atalanta, and that ended up in a 1-1 draw. Goals by Duvan Zapata and Matteo Pessina, both in the second half. And um, not as much possession as you would think from Atalanta in this game just 55% in fact. Hellas Verona made a game out of this. Um in fact had eight shots on target. Uh so Gallini was called on and had to make seven saves. Uh on the other end Sylvester made six saves. So a good uh a good match here for the goalkeepers uh, to be sure. Um also on Saturday at Caleri and Sassuolo playing to a 1-1 draw that opened up with my cousin Francesco Caputo scoring in the 12th minute. Um and uh, you thought maybe Sassuolo would win this, start winning this running in the way in the 48th minute, Andrea Carboni gets his second yellow, uh, shown red in the 48th, but not to be for Sassuolo. They couldn't find the net the rest of the match. In fact, they only had two shots on target this whole game, uh, despite having 78% of the possession, and it would be João Pedro pouncing for the equalizer uh, to give Cagliari the point. Michael Lisi's in the house. What's up, Michael? What's up, Michael? Um, good to see him again. Uh, and then, uh, I, it, it's been a long time since I've seen AC Milan batter anybody and they battered Bologna by five goals to one. Um, uh, Alexis Salamachers getting his, uh, first Milan goal, uh, opportunistic at that was in the right place, right time. Good ball in from Teo Hernandez. Yeah. Hakan Chalanolu, right place, right time after skripsi couldn't, uh, get the ball cleared. Uh, he volleys at home, making it two nil. Um, a goal of the week candidate in, or in terms of one of the better goals. It was probably the only bright spot for Bologna in this game. What a strike from Takahiro Tomiyasu in the 44th minute, making this somewhat of a game. But second half would come around. Ishmael Beneser getting his first Milan goal, making it 3-1. Uh, Ante Rebic uh, on an assist from Zlatan, making it 4-1. And then Davide Calabria getting the start in this game and then finishing off the match in style in the 92nd minute uh, assist there from Rafael Leao. a comprehensive 5-1 win. And, 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 and comprehensive doesn't even begin to explain it. Skorupski had to make eight saves in addition yeah. to the five. This yeah. could have been a lot worse, a lot worse. Evan Morris from Down Under. Ciao, man. Good to see you. Um but uh, it was uh, – the, the possession was relatively even, but clearly Milan did a hell of a lot more with it uh, and going on and getting the 5-1 win. Let's go into Sunday's games. Uh, Parma, Sampdoria. Parma had the early 2-0 lead through Gervinho and then a go- own goal by Bartosz Berzinski. Um There was a goal canceled uh, from VAR uh, that would have been scored by Gianluca Caprari. Where the hell has he been? <laughs> um Sampdoria in the second half with the turnaround. Julian Chabot uh, making it 2-1. And then the old man, Fabio Quagliarella, leveling it at two. Federico Bonazzoli getting the winner. Bonazzoli's popping up for some goals
1: lately. He's been key for them. Yeah, he has.
0: Uh, A 3-2 win, an assist from Quagliarella there. So he he got in on the action in that match. Um, A lot of shot volume in this game from both of these teams. Parma having the ball a little bit more, but Sampdoria coming away with the goals in a 3-2 win. Um, furthering uh, their cause for safety. Brescia and Spall, the two teams at the bottom of the table. Um, Brian Dabo opening the scoring for Spall, but it would be Brescia getting the win on the day to give them what faint hopes they have left of survival. Uh, Jaromir Zemral uh, with both goals and assisted both times by Alfredo Donnarumma. Um, Uh, Fiorentina 2, Torino 0. Boy, Torino's just quit.
1: They have. They have.
0: They really have quit. Stefano, Ciao. Um, Leonco with an own goal in the second minute. Uh, figured, hey, we're not going to win, we've given up. Let's give you a head start, Fiorentina. Here you go. Um, and then uh, in the 75th minute, Patrick Cutrone, man, he's scoring some goals suddenly. Uh, two nil yep. uh, to Laviola to get the win there. Uh, Genoa and Lecce, huge relegation six pointer. We had the Lecce guys on on Sunday for an interview. Um, tried to keep fun. their spirits up a little bit. <laughs> I don't think it was nice of any either of us to tell them that they give up six had given up seventy six goals this season. But well, facts, you know. are, facts are facts.
1: Facts are facts.
0: Yep. So Antonio Sanabria in the seventh minute with a one nil lead, and then just before halftime, Lecce would get a penalty that Marco Mancosa would take and um, would have Simone Zaza <laughs> shaking his head in disgust. Uh, But nonetheless, Genoa 1-0 up at halftime. Marco Mancosu would make amends, scoring in the 60th minute. And then a very unfortunate own goal in the 81st minute that separated this game, giving Genoa the win. It went off of Gabriel and into the back of the net. Um, But it was Lecce who had the possession, had more shots. Just the only shot on target was the one they scored. Just couldn't make total use of their attacking chances. Uh, Napoli Udinese. Uh, 2-1 to Napoli. It did open with Rodrigo De Paul scoring in the 22nd minute. Issue for Napoli, Dries Mertens getting hurt in the 31st. Um, Arcadio Shmila comes on for him and within the minute uh, scores on a a cross from Fabian Ruiz that I think got through the entire Udinese team. And it was on the ground and it was slow. So don't ask me how Udinese (laughs) defends crosses because I don't know. All right. Um, And then in the 90 plus fifth minute, Matteo Politano with a banger. Uh, off an assist from Elside Hussai. Napoli, guys, do you still hate Hussai? Um <laughs> It's a pass any of us could have made. I just had to say it, though. <laughs> Napoli winning by two goals to one. Uh, and then on Sunday, uh, the, the nightcap on Sunday, Roma and Inter, big match there, 2-2 the final, Stefan de Vrij, uh in the 15th minute. And then on the stroke of halftime, Leonardo Spinazzola uh, leveling. They actually had to go to VAR. There was something they were checking on this. Um, I can't remember what it was. It's been... It's been two days. I can't remember everything. But... Lots have happened two days. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, the goal got confirmed. And then in the second half, 57th minute, Henrik Mkhitaryan making it 2-1, um, played in by Aiden Jekko, uh to give Roma the lead until the 88th minute, a penalty. Roma Lukaku would take advantage of that and score uh, for each team to get a point. And this all ended with Juventus um, and... Lazio uh two game two two to 1 for Juventus um first half uh, and I watched a chunk of this game I watched almost all of this game um first half really I think Juventus feeling it out didn't get anything crazy best chance really came from Immobile hitting the post in the first half but then in the second half a penalty to Juve um, Penaldo scoring getting his 29th on the season, but he would get his 30th on the season on a counterattack. Dybala, you know, Dybala was going to give him the ball so he could get Everyone his 30th knew. goal. And you know that Ronaldo would have had the temper tantrum of a lifetime. If Dybala <laughs> took that for himself and especially if he would have missed. Yeah. So, uh, making it two 0 and just for about a half an hour, uh, Chris, uh, Yep, just about a half an hour. Ronaldo had the uh, nearly to himself until my pick, Chiro Immobile, got to step up and take a penalty in the 83rd minute, but that was not enough for Lazio. Uh, they drop all three points. Um, really, on the balance of this, Juventus were deserved winners. Uh, Lazio did put a great fight considering how shorthanded and undermanned they were, uh, but the old lady gets the win. Um, wrapping up Sunday, Uh Start with takeaways. Let's start with that Juve Lazio game real quick, Richard. Your takeaways from what you saw.
1: Um was, I was I was impressed to see that both uh, we had two 30 goal scores in that game. Uh, you know, it's let alone to have one, but have both both have in the same game. That was great to see. Uh Ronaldo's 30th goal was, was nicer than than Immobile's. Uh both had penalties in this game. Both of them had plenty of penalties this season. But overall, you know, um I thought man of the match for me was Paulo Debala. Uh, he was doing what yep. he wanted with the ball. There was a player where he took on three Lazio players, nearly scored. And uh, it was early, early second half, I believe. And um, he was just he was just he's so good in that game. And uh, Ronaldo just being the right place, right time. You know, he's obviously getting penalties, getting a tap in there. DiBala doing all the work there. Uh, very strange. We, it's the second time in as many weeks that we've seen a breakaway from midfield. We saw Rebic the other week. Uh, now we see DiBala and Ronaldo with a breakaway from midfield. So, um, Teams are really going all in, trying to get goals in, and uh, Lazio are made to pay for that. Uh, understandably, they knew that, well, the season was already gone in terms of uh, Scudetto hopes, but um, with that win, you know, Juventus confirmed what we all knew, that th- th- the title is theirs. I mean, the point is, what's it, five points now difference, but it's still um, – it take, it'll take a lot for, for Atalanta yeah. or, or Inter to win, but um, good game, good game. Uh, it's unfortunate that Lazio had, you know, collapsed as they did at the end of the season. Cause this could have been a really special game as opposed to just being um, a top four game. Imagine not starting Paulo Dybala.
0: I mean, yeah. seriously. And Oh wait, Oh wait, he didn't start Paulo Dybala. He started Gonzalo Higuain and Gonzalo and Higuain is too fat and yeah. doesn't stretch properly and got hurt in warmups. So <laughs> Paulo Dybala had to start. Yeah. And can you imagine what that game, I can already tell you Lazio, Probably would have been ahead had Iguain not gotten hurt in warmups, because it would have been a you know, granted, he's a veteran and all this other stuff. But Dybala comes, moves around in so many different positions, and the combination of him, Douglas, Costa, Ronaldo just really made it a lot harder, yeah, uh, for Lazio's back three to deal with. Um, I think they dealt with it rather, relatively admirably on the whole, but it would have been a lot more predictable. Uh, you know, with Higuain in the game, and it would almost be like playing 11 v 10. I mean, when Milan played Juve uh, with Higuain out there, um, you know, the one really redeeming use that Higuain had the whole time was the run that he made to set up Rabiot's goal. There yeah. isn't a whole lot to what he's doing. So, and we've been screaming about it all season long about Juventus, Saudi has figured out how to make Ronaldo and DiBala work together, and I don't know what's going on. That all of a sudden you just don't start him, and now he's forced to start him. And it was a great performance from him.
1: That's the one player I, that would make my starting eleven every time. I'd I, be the first name I pick. You know, maybe outside of Ronaldo every single time. So I don't know what the heck Saudi is thinking, because um, this guy can do so much from any pretty much any position in the, in the attack. And uh, we saw in this game when he obviously does work well with Ronaldo. He set him up with that nice yeah. goal. Um, did a lot of special things on, on the wings and the central and the central part and the left, he moves around, it's it's really nice as opposed to Iguain, who's very static. Um, and you know, Bernadeschi doesn't give you that much as well. You know, Douglas Costa, when he's when he's hitting, he's great, but you know, when he's missing, yeah, um doesn't provide much. So the ball, it's a head scratcher for me. I don't know why anyone, even even the Argentine national team, why you never pick this guy.
0: Yeah, indeed. You know, in Lazio, I think, considering that they didn't have a whole lot of creative element. To what they were what they were doing, I, I thought they held up well. Uh, it was going to be hard for them to get the three points in this game, but you know to still be to still be in it with a shout uh, was good. But not having Luis Alberto, not having Johnny, not having some of those guys, um, you know, I thought in the in in the set piece role and in certain situations, I thought Cataldi was serviceable, um, yeah. you know. And I thought that you know Milinkovic Savic, for whatever reason, he's always up for playing Juve, Uh and I thought he was solid again in this one. Um, you know, so they got some solid performances from guys they needed them from. Um, uh, I I like the look of this uh, Javon Anderson that you played know. on the left. Yeah, um, you know, he needs he needs more games, whether he gets that with Lazio or whether that ends up somewhere else. Um, there's some potential with that kid. Uh, so I liked what
1: I saw there. Were you okay um, with the two penalties, the one Bastos handball and the uh, Bonucci one? Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I, I mean – no problem on
0: either of them. I mean, there's yeah. no deb- there were no debates there. I mean, they didn't even go to VAR. It was pretty clear cut. So yeah. it's, um, it's funny
1: Steve saying, and what I, I totally agree is uh, Inter, Lazio, and Atalanta to an extent all shit to bed at the end of the season. You know, Juve dropped so many points this year, but you know, still gonna win the title. Um, I definitely the first two have you know definitely shit to bed because they were in the race all season long, and then they just capitulated at the end. But Atalanta they had they have had struggles the last couple of weeks. There's no doubt about that. They struggled today, and they struggled this, the last couple of weeks. So. Yeah, I mean, it's never going to be easy. We obviously know who the most attractive team to watch as a neutral is. Uh, but, uh, you know, Inter-Lazio, just continues every year, and we hate to keep repeating, but it's mind games with them. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've harped on that. I mean, in Inter-Lazio-Roma, these are teams with mentality issues, and obviously Roma's not contending no. uh, this year or in a position to contend. But um, when you look at um, – you know how this all went down inter dropped some really silly points throughout the process i mean the late uh goals they gave up to Sassuolo back then you you, you, you draw swallow which turned out to not be so terrible when you look yeah. at how swallows form has been since the restart yeah. um and then you look at lazio just Simone Inzaghi just continuing to play the same players over and over again. No breaks for guys and things like that. So you got guys on – a lot of those Lazio guys are just on fumes right now. And you got an Atalanta team that is mixing it up a little bit, getting results. And, you know, I I don't know if I can say that Atalanta really shit the bed. Um, I think in their case, they were just a little further behind um you know and had a lot more ground to make up and i think that they've played relatively well here um they have found ways and and michael lisi if you're listening i saw your tweet seeing how atalanta are getting some clean sheets lately um you know today against bologna I and mean, bologna is no slouch they can score some goals they beat enter <laughs> they, they shut out napoli um you know so they've They've put to, they've put this together a little bit here, uh, and then they've shown a side where um, they're showing a side where they can defend a little bit too. So, um, which is going to come in handy for them as they get ready for their Champions League games here coming up. And I th- am paraphrasing uh, to a lengthy extent my, what Michael Lacy tweeted. I thought it was a very good point. Um, so they're they're getting that element to the game while still being. You know, ruthless going forward. Today they won one 0 and moved on, uh, but uh, against Bologna. But uh, you know, they're they're showing a little diversity to what they can do. And and I, I think it's a little harsh to lump Atalanta in the shit the bed conversation. I think that they had a lot more ground to make up, and I think they've done a good job in making that up as of today. They're six points back, but Juve has a game in hand. Uh, but yeah, to the point of Lazio and Inter. Yeah, they have dropped some pretty silly points in this run.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And out of all this uh, in this game, what's lost is this is that, um, Ronaldo has now scored 50 plus goals in the English league, La Liga and Serie A. Now first player to do that, which is, you know, it's impressive how consistent this guy is. Um, so, uh, like him or hate him, uh, you got to give him credit for being very consistent in all the leagues he plays in. And so despite his ripe old age of whatever, 34, it is or 35, uh, he's still getting it done. And Ibra is too though. So.
0: Yep. I, you know, agree with that. Uh, What'd you make of the Roma Inter game?
1: That's a crazy game, and uh, I, I was impressed that Roma came out the way they did and, and took the early lead, took the lead again, uh, make it two to one. Um, you know, again scored on early against uh, an opponent like that is never easy, but they came back and and you know Spinazzola and then Mkhitaryan making it two one. You know, it seemed like maybe they had the game control, and I was getting ready to be, like come on this podcast and praise praise Roma, and then Spinazola made that horrible mistake i mean he was looking dead at the ball and still missed the swing and kicked and kicked moses i mean i don't know how you do that if he wasn't looking i can i can tell but it looked like he was looking right at the ball and still missed the ball Mm. Uh, i don't know so it was a a decent game plan by fonseca and his men but um ultimately you know uh the team that probably gets hurt most out of this is probably roma you know you want to say enter because they're they're they're, they lose a grip on the scudetto they never really had it uh, Maroma, they had their chance to really spread the gap between Napoli and and Milan, who are trailing behind them or were at this game, uh, and failed to get the three points that they needed. Especially with the lead, it's such a late point in the game. You had you know a few minutes remaining and and blow that lead. So it's always tough to to lose those kind of games. So yeah, I think they lost the most of this game. That and Spinazzola, <laughs> just a
0: you know for 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 two teams and the in, in what we're used to seeing out of them, just it it felt like they were cautious playing against each other. You know. Yeah. Um not a lot of chances from either team in this game.
1: Nobody wanted to make that mistake, it seemed like. And yeah, unfortunately that hurts you. Yep.
0: Yep. It just uh it 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 felt like a weird game to me. And I think that uh uh Stevie made the point here. Uh what a dumb game Roma versus Inter Madonna Mia. Uh yeah. It, it, exactly a fair point. Uh we talked about the Genoa Lecce. Uh, game a little bit in the interview by the way uh you know check out um on our youtube page that interview with uh Leche supporters of uh the uk Leche fan club uh will and, and dom were outstanding um we also have that as a separate recording you can find on apple podcasts uh soundcloud stitcher uh iHeartRadio, spotify go and check that out uh you know uh who knows you who knew you could uh, carve out a 40 minute spot talking about Lecce, but we did,
1: we did. I, was, I looked at Tom like what, what happened here? It was, it was a good conversation. Uh, you know, we yep. had the, uh, Tom Hardy lookalike on the show talking about the, uh, Vinnie Jones <laughs> on the on fence. Uh, it was good, good conversation, yeah. I mean, was, both Dom and will, and obviously the whole Lecce fan club of the UK, they have a lot of passion for Lecce.
0: Yep. Uh,
1: it's great to see, uh, you know, being in London. Uh, that's the last thing you would think, but I mean, that's, uh, that's impressive and, uh, good for them. And they, uh, they seem to have a, a wild ride with this whole thing, so good for them.
0: But as it pertains to this game, with the way the match flowed, in my opinion, this was a missed opportunity for Lecce. Yeah, um, yeah, really should have gotten at least a point out of it. And Now four back with four to play, it's going to be extremely. They have to beat Brescia uh, on Wednesday, um, you know, to uh, you know to put the pressure on Genoa here.
1: And they uh, said so, – even said so in the interview. They were saying like, if we don't beat Brescia, we're going we're getting relegated no matter what. yeah, yep, I agree.
0: Yep, indeed. I mean, it, you know, Russia has mathematical chance of getting out of this, but they're nine back with four to play. Uh, you know, so it's going to be a real challenge for them. But this was such an important win for Genoa. Yeah. You know, and Davide Nicola doing it again. He did it with Crotone uh, just a couple of years back, and you know now he is uh, trying to work to keep Genoa safe. And um, you know, in a game here where they really gutted it out, Lecce had more of the ball. Yeah. Uh, you know, particularly in the second half, they just were wasteful with their chances. Um, you know, and uh, really, the the goalkeeper and didn't have a whole lot to do. Uh, for all the possession and for the shots that Lecce actually took. There really wasn't much for the uh, the young goalkeeper for Genoa uh, to have to do in this game, and that's a shame. I mean, when you're getting opportunities and you're up against it and you've got to try to get out of a jam, you're trying to get out of relegation, you've got to find ways to score goals and put some pressure on that goalkeeper. Lecce didn't do it.
1: And from the penalty spot, no less, and Mancosi, yeah. their best player, just my
0: mm-hmm.
1: goodness, uh, that you, you you felt at that moment that relegation was doomed for them. There was no yep. chance because their best player can't even score from the spot, but yep. uh, he would make amends, I guess, in a way. But th- that goal could have changed a lot in the, at that moment. Um, unfortunately for them, didn't happen that way. So,
0: if Tolino could play everybody that's below them, they'd be amazing <laughs> in the table. But whenever you know, I mean, but and then I think some of this has to be said. There, uh, there, you know, there's no fans. Okay, George, what's going on? What's up, George? Um, there's, there's no fans but this torino team one let me see all the way back i'm going as far back as february 2nd mm. lost 4-0 at this is their this is their away matches here in Serie A. lost 4-0 at Lecce, 1-0 at milan 2-1 at napoli uh 4-2 at Cagliari, 4-1 at juventus 3-1 at inter 2-0 at uh fiorentina um I mean, that is just painfully, painfully but You want to understand why that they, they've gotten into a little bit of an uncomfortable situation. They got 37 points. They're going to be fine. But it seems like they don't want to leave Turin. And uh, it's, you know, this game here against Fiorentina, they were just out. I mean, they had more of the ball. But, you know, Fiorentina, with the way Iacchini gets things set up, uh, was far more dangerous with less of the ball than Torino was in this game.
1: Yeah, no doubt about that, and uh, you know they made them pay when they made him pay, and, and you know obviously you were talking about Coutone scoring again. Uh, He's scoring a lot of late goals for for Fiorentina, and that's got to be a, a confidence boost. That no, if you're in the game, you have that little card at the in your back pocket that could possibly score goals. And as of late, you know Coutone has been scoring goals. Um, but yeah, they played Iachini's tactics uh, to a T almost, and they they they, they, they capitalized on the opportunity that they had and. Torino, I mean, you know, Belotti hit the post one time on a header, and then had a couple opportunities. But yeah, them they seem like they're on they're on vacation mode already. Uh, Parma's another team that seems like they're on vacation mode as well. They're just above Torino at the moment, both of them at forty and thirty seven points respectively. Uh, I, f- I guess they're I guess they're the, I don't know the players are just not concentrating as much because they're like we're not going to get relegated and we're not going to get any higher. So what do we care? Get a paycheck, I guess. I don't know. It's uh, it boggles the mind for me, but. Um, Hey, Fiorentina's getting the win, so that's, I guess, the most important thing because they they struggled so much this season. And finally, they're starting to get a couple wins here at the end of the season. Um, and to see our old boy, Cutrone get some goals is always good too. Sampdoria have now won three in a row and
0: five out of six. The yeah. one loss in that stretch, Atalanta, they can be forgiven for that. Yeah, Claudio Ranieri has this thing turned around. They're 13th. They're on 41 points.
1: We thought it would happen, right? It took longer than expected. Uh, but they finally figured it out. And now they're scoring goals. you got to like, give a lot of credit to Bonazzoli. He's been big in the last several weeks. Uh, getting some big goals for them. A game winner this week. Uh, but Sampdoria getting some uh, big wins here. And uh, they're, they've are they cushioned themselves nicely out of that zone. Uh, at the moment, Genoa is the only one uh, really worrying. But uh, for a while there, we were worried that Sampdoria wasn't going to make it out. And it would have been terrible to see not only one Gen- Genovese club out of this, but possibly two Genovese clubs getting relegated. Uh, that'd be traumatic for Syria, I think, especially with all they've gone through in, in Genoa, in that city. Um, it's good to see Sampdoria pulling things out. And uh, by the way, speaking of that, uh, they opened the br- I guess they opened the bridge over there in Genoa, the one that collapsed.
0: Excellent. Last
1: year, uh, they well, it's not open for the public, but they they've been testing. They've been running trucks along it uh, to make sure it can hold the weight. It Doesn't look that great of a bridge, but I mean, as long as it does the job, that's all that matters. Uh, but not to distract from what we were talking about about Sampdoria. So,
0: uh. In the uh, since the since the match has restarted, Parma only has four points.
1: Yeah, unreal. And they lost the team that they should have, they had no right losing to. Um, Sampdoria is probably one of those teams I would say. Uh, granted, they're they're fighting for you know, their lives in, in a sense because they're close to the relegation spot, but they should ha- they should not be losing to teams like that. They bl- they've been blowing leads. It's very uncharacteristically uh, Parma. You know, Kulishovsky's not been playing well. Cornelius Gervinho, even though he scored today or this weekend. Um the whole team is just not playing. And I guess they two, like Torino, are on vacation mode.
0: It it, it seems that way. I mean, the fixture list for them since the restart has actually been painful. Um, but clearly, if you're gonna go 2 0 up, you're you gotta take you gotta take your yeah. chance. You gotta yeah. go on and try to win the game. Yeah. Um, but it's a team that defensively has all of a sudden gotten really frail and they were rather solid. They could rely on the goalkeeping of Luigi Sepe. And now um, they have given up multiple goals in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven consecutive games. I believe uh, for growing his
1: hair out. You know, he thinks he's like me and he wants to grow his hair out. He looked good with shaved head and team he's playing really well and, He grew it out and the team's playing poor now. That's the whole reason right there.
0: Well, the hair's getting in his eyes. He can't see the ball anymore. (laughs) Not
1: that long, but yeah. Yeah. That's
0: probably what it is. Well, they play, they play Napoli tomorrow, so it doesn't get, their, 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 their fixture list doesn't get any better, does it? No. So, um, but, uh, but nonetheless, so yeah, they're a team that has fallen and fallen fast. Uh, so as you're, as you're taking a look at, uh, some of these, um, some of these teams here, um, You know, Hellas Verona getting a point here against Atalanta, showing that they're they're still playing a little bit here. Same with uh, Caleri battling for a point. You know, some of these guys, some of these teams, right now, just trying to find ways to get top half finishes.
1: Yeah, both those clubs, Caleri and uh, Hellas, they played teams that were in form uh, and handled them very well. Uh, You know, Caleri at home, uh, being 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 doing what they had to do. You know, maybe not necessarily winning possession or anything, but you know. Uh, it doesn't matter, as long as you get the result at the end. And yeah, they have nothing to play for, but um, you're at home, you want to have a good performance in front of your home crowd, well, so to speak, um, if they were there. watching, They're watching from from, from nearby. Um, they, they did what they had to do to get a point, and the same thing with Hellas. Hellas has been a, a good defensive team all year long. Um, it was a true test. People wonder what a good defense would p- look like against Atalanta, and uh, they gave the rest of Syria a recipe on how to uh, maybe defend them. Uh, it's never easy, but, yeah, they got a point. Good for them, and uh, that's probably one of the stories of the year is Hellas being coming up from promotion and then doing so well. Yeah. Um, really humming, defensively at least. Just going to be a
0: matter of how many of the, those guys they're going to be able to keep after uh, this season is over with. Yeah. They, you know, Amrabat's probably – Amrabat and Kumbula are two guys that are already gone. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. you know, we'll have to see how that team shapes out, um, you know, when the uh, – um, when the 2020-21 21 season uh get started hey uh, in the if you're in the chat hit us up if you got any questions on what's going on with City we're going to take the time to answer them today what um,
1: did you, What'd know, you so- make of the last match week uh, it was a lot of uh, crazy action i know always always people support different teams here so give yep. us your hot takes of the of the week
0: plenty of goals um, yeah you know as always city doesn't uh, seem to fail to deliver on that so uh, let's briefly get into today's games, and most importantly, I mean, uh, well, Atalanta beating Bologna by a goal to nil. It was uh, Luis Muriel uh, coming on as a substitute and finishing there. Um, but he's the uh, best
1: sub in the league. I mean, look at his numbers. He got what, 18 goals now or something as a sub, pretty predominantly this season. Paulo Dybala is the best sub in the league because. Sari never starts him. But
0: <laughs> I don't know. Never, um, that's a close topic. never intends Sorry, never never intends to start him. Yeah. No, I, I you gotta go with it. I mean, I think he's only started as they were saying today. Jamie Donaldson was saying on the ESPN telecast, I think Muriel's only started eight games. Yeah. Um and he's still he's he's still a got a player. good collection of goals. I, I don't know exactly what that goal got his tally to.
1: I think it's eighteen, I think maybe I wanna say. But let's look at yeah. I got that, I got it right here in front of me. He has eighteen goals. There it is. Okay.
0: 18 goals and he's only started eight games this season. That's, that's a pretty astonishing record, but I think that also speaks to just how nasty Atalanta are yeah. in attack and how interchangeable those parts are the way that uh, Gasparini has things going. Um, we got a question, George, George Widmer, the fourth poor Cagliari does, does Zenga deserve to keep his job after being there for only a few games or does he need to go? Um. I think there was a lot more expected of Cali overall this season. The hot start didn't help anything. Yep, than than, than what we're getting. I mean, with some of the players they brought in and some of the acquisitions that they made, you know, they're they're still sitting in 11th and they're on 42 points and they could probably surge to a top half finish. Um, You know, but in our preseason discussions, there was talk about this team possibly fighting for top six. Um, You know, for Calgary that is still ambitious, you know. When you take a step back and you take a look at how everybody has strengthened uh, to one degree or another, yeah. um, but with the way they have been dropping points, Richard, yeah, I, I don't know if I don't know if Zenga stays on after this season. I think he's been okay. He hasn't been great, uh, considering the circumstances and considering what he inherited. Um, for Calgary to be down ten men, down to ten men against an informed Sassuolo and be able to scratch out a draw and hold on for it, I think speaks a lot to that. Can tend to tell you what the players might think of the manager at least. So
1: yeah, and and Zenga's done a, a, a very good job of stabilizing the ship. The team was in free fall under Maran, um, and he's stabilized the ship. And they're play, they're play, they're doing enough. They're getting results like they did against Sassuolo this weekend, uh, but overall I don't know if he deserves his job um, he's at a good enough job he's a good uh timeshare keeper if you want to call it whatever but yeah. uh, they need someone who can you know give them some more of attack a little bit, bit stronger defense uh, add a little bit more uh, to their team overall bring something you know other than just making sure they don't you know get relegated or anything so I, I think Kali you know could do to get a, a, a boost in this but who do you bring in and who would want to come there um, I mean, the one one of the best prospects is, you know, at Gagliari it is so difficult to play. It always has been, especially mm-hmm. when fans are there. Um, but if if they can find find the right manager for them, who is that? I don't know. Uh, I would I would love to like you know see who's available and, and try to see who would be a good fit for them. But uh, if they can't find a good fit, might as well keep Zenga. But uh, don't just fire somebody and hope you're going to get. Whoever. I'll give you an I'll give you a name. Okay. Don't say Pioli. Nope.
0: <laughs> nope. And let me just peruse through their squad list real quick just to see if I think this makes sense okay I think it does
1: okay
0: Eusebio di Francesco
1: okay interesting George I wonder what your thought is on this um I mean it's it's a
0: it's a team that's trying to find some trajectory beyond where they're at now they've they've built this to get to the middle George is all in on De Francesco. There you go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a, it's a, I think it's a great opportunity. It's a guy who needs to resurrect his yes. coaching career of sorts. And it's a Calgary team that I think has the personnel in the setup to fit some of the tactics that he wants to play. Nine Galan's familiar with them, did relatively well with them after a shaky yeah. beginning. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, keeping the team from falling is not good enough. You need somebody yeah, and I agree, George. You got to get somebody that is gonna get you to the you next know, level. try to get you to the next level. Now, use the track record for you, say di Francesco. I mean, he just can hang his hat on eliminating Barcelona in the Champions League uh when he was at Roma. He had a disastrous start at Sampdoria, and I think a big, big reason for that start at Sampdoria is because he just never got the personnel that he absolutely needed to carry out what he did. He was playing his three-man. He was playing his three-man attack, but he was playing it with three strikers instead of playing with a striker and two wingers, like he had the luxury of having at Roma, like he had at Sassuolo. Yeah. Um, you know, he didn't have the personnel that worked with what he did, and I think a lot of that goes on Ferrero for not, you know, tweaking things to make it work. Um, Ranieri comes in with a four-four-two, and you can play two strikers out of those three, or whatever, whatever the case may be, and it certainly has has flown a lot better. But when you take a look at this, you can play Simeone in that striker role and you can play, you can probably rotate Pavoletti in for him. You can play Joao Pedro off to one side. Marco Rog can play higher, um, you know, in a winger role. He's done it before. And then you've got midfielders that make it work. Naita Nandes. Um, you've got, uh, Nain Golan obviously is still there. Chigarini uh, Cigarini is, is obviously getting up there in years. Um, but it can work. Uh, you've got some decent goalkeeping there. you desperately need some center backs because you don't have good ones yeah. um, and Pellegrini's a solid left back. So there are pieces um, and I, I have spent more time about Eusebio di Francesco than I planned to tonight but hell, I they got. Plan on, I didn't plan on talking about him at all.
1: And you got to give right. credit to João ja Pedro, eighteen goals this year. I mean, what a fantastic yeah. year he's having. So might as well use him and as your one of your focal points as a, of the many you could have at Cali. There's some, there's potential there. Yeah, no reason sure. why we are hyping them so much in the beginning of the season because they have certain pieces there that could work.
0: Sure, sure. So I, that's the name that immediately comes off uh, the top of my head. If Cali can figure out how to get him, uh, I think that can work. Yeah. So, um, you know, so we'll see. Um, uh, today's games, uh we had Atalanta beating Bologna 1-0, like we mentioned. Milan beating Sassuolo 2 1. Uh and Ibrahimovic brace. Good boy. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where you're uh, going. Like, Are you leaving? that a boy? Um uh, <laughs> and uh, uh a Francesco Caputo penalty on a on a on a Chalhanolu handball that went to the AR, and it's just you know, it's the same handball that's been getting called every time. So there's no reason to complain and cry about it.
1: I think Hakan so. gets a uh, man of the match. He get three assists, two assists to Z- uh, Zlatan, and then he get the assist on setting up that penalty there. So, hey There you go. That's another former of- <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. uh I had uh,
0: higher hopes for my, uh, my my DraftKings showdown lineups, and once uh, Borabia got sent off, I thought, okay, 11v10, and Teo's just going to bomb down the left side in the second half, and what happens? He's yanked at halftime just because he got a yellow, and I thought, that is the dumbest thing i've ever seen in my life um they and i argued this on twitter and we had a conversation and martino puccio agreed with me if he's on a yellow and he's suspended for the next game you have a man just run his ass into the ground yeah okay and just let him finish the game all right you can go to training and get loxalt prepared because you know what happened when Lock salt came in he should he could have gotten a second yellow on one of his challenges so you know it was just i thought it was a misstep by Pioli. He's made very few of them since the restart. I'll you know, granted. No, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to say that. Well, I got no choice. He's, he's staying through 2022. So we'll, we'll talk about that here shortly. But I think the biggest, biggest thing that comes out of this is that they win 2-1. We thought with the form that they were in, yeah, Nathan, Nathan, Nathan Araya, good to see you. Uh, he said, locks will end up getting yellow too. Yeah. He almost got a second yellow. Um, so he, uh, the the uh the important re the important win and, and and why i'm not in such a panic now over the atalanta game with the lack of players available because the guy who should have probably been off at halftime didn't go off beneser and he got a yellow that got him suspended so um and then romagnoli's getting hurt conti's getting hurt so it's going to be a a, a, a mishmash of a team that's going to uh play atalanta over the weekend but not as scared of that game as a Milan supporter as I probably would have been if we didn't get, because to Evan Morris's point, Europe is confirmed for Milan. At a minimum, they'll be in the qualifying rounds of the Europa League with this win.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And um, I like someone's take, and I don't remember who it was on Twitter, so I, I apologize. Uh, but someone said that, you know, Romagnoli's been playing way too much lately. Rest him and play Gabby with Kiar, Kiar can teach him as he taught Romagnoli as well, so that'd be good for him. Yeah. Gives Romagnoli some rest still. Yeah. But yeah, no, Milan uh, now with certainty to get to Europa League and um, they deserve it. And
0: Steve wants to win so bad against Atalanta. Yeah. The the, the wounds from the 5 0 game are still fresh. Yeah. So, yeah. and it's a, it's a regional derby. Uh, Lombardia. Absolutely. You know, so. That's why
1: Steve doesn't like them, right? Steve. Yep.
0: <laughs> so, but, you know, I'm a little more relaxed about that game going in. And now we're going to probably put out a team where we really got nothing to lose. Um, What's the next yellow card suspension threshold after fourteen? Does anyone know? Uh, no, because I don't usually don't see anybody getting past. What did Vidal court. get? No, I was kidding. <laughs> Arturo Vidal. Yeah. I was gonna say more along the lines of Chicharini is a yellow waiting to happen when he plays for yeah. Coyote. So, um, Steve, they will live with me forever. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. That was a different time. It's a better Milan now. So. <laughs> Um, but let's transition into that, uh, because there are some, there are some news that is being speculated and discussed. And if Fabrizio Romano is talking about it, then it has legs. Uh, and that is, uh, Ralph Rangnick and AC Milan have decided to break their agreement yep. and that Rangnick will remain at RB Leipzig. Oh, look, guess what? Milan has to shell out 2 million for Rangnick for the inconvenience. That's worth, worth it. Rangnick's smart for having that put in. um, you know, and M- uh, Miguel said, at least Gaspardine will have to watch the game from the stands." Let's go back to that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go that. back to that because that was glorious. And it was that's the beauty of having no fans. And that's the beauty of having no artificial crowd noise. English Premier League, you guys are nuts for continuing to do that to people. Um, oh, my gosh. Um, what did I, he, he, the translation was? Um,
1: Carlo Garganese said something. Uh, he, I think he's the one who tweeted it out. It just hit me now. Uh, and I'll try to find it. But uh, what was said was amazing. Uh, let's see how fast I can pull this up here. Oh, come on. Give me one second. Oh, you're killing me.
0: Yeah, here it is. Mihailović the Gasparini, all caught in perfect sound of light TV. Yes. This is the English translation. <laughs> What the fuck are you talking to them? Talk to yours and don't break my balls. Talk to yours. Talk to yours and don't break my balls. Go fuck someone's. Okay, my kids are not going to get to listen to this now. <laughs> don't break my cu- Don't break. <laughs> break my cock. Yeah, don't break my cu- What the fuck do you want?
1: And Gasparini gets the red card. And Mihailovic gets Doesn't the yellow. Really, so. does that really so. <laughs> He took it and did not say anything back he deserves a red
0: card <laughs> the said, you have no balls. get out of here. you're not gonna you're not gonna respond to that. bye bye <laughs> oh my how about that for uh, a telenovela? I've seen, I've seen it, so. yeah oh my goodness. and this was after Mihalovich and his presser after the Milan game. I think he I, I, I tried to translate it a little bit. he apologized for the um. He apologized for his team's display against Milan and now all of a sudden I'm <laughs> in the game because all of a sudden I remember because I was watching it and then I just hear this shouting in Italian Miha- arc, and I can hear the swear words and I'm like trying to make out what he's saying and I just like and then somebody the way, came through and
1: Mihajlovic was looking dapper in the Milan loss you know five to one but he was looking pretty dapper This little hat there he's got some style here now I like it. I like
0: yeah. it. Hey he
1: now he's cursing so he's got the best of both worlds. He but he always has and- he had that shiny
0: when he was coaching yeah. Milan he had that shiny That's waistcoat bro.
1: That's true.
0: Um, where you know, I, I think I made the comment when we because <laughs> this, this was before we ever got into doing this. Uh, w- I made the comment to you. I said, uh, "I said Mihalovic is dressed like he should be bringing fresh bread to my table."
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's right. He did say. I remember that. Yeah. He, he was. He, I mean, he does look like a waiter at times. Unfortunately.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's like that's that's a little too uniformish uh you know uh food service industry uniformish for me what yeah. you were, what he was wearing i can't remember the game um but i think it was also the same game where milan were wearing those just gaudy monstrosity of uniforms of yellow and green and re- whatever they were doing um whatever yeah. that was so um but you know nonetheless but yeah, yeah that was uh that was a glorious exchange and uh that is exactly why um the uh, no fans and uh, no artificial noise is a beautiful thing right now.
1: So, yeah. yeah. 100%. That's, that is the, the, one of the best parts of not having the fans is you get to hear the interaction like that, especially that with Mihailovic and yeah. Um But, you know, going back to Pioli, um, he gets his extension now. And we what have we been screaming? I know I've been screaming for the last few weeks is, let Pioli remain his manager. He's doing so well at the moment. And, uh, you know, if you look at things that, that the whole season has won – yeah, it hedgees up and downs right yep. but they're bringing the team together at the right moment um, the team's actually obviously fighting for him you know we've seen the words from Zlatan and some of the other guys as well uh, he's really and he's really playing attractive football at the moment. He's one, they're playing one of the best football on the on the continent um, and why not it's, this is what Milan wants and you know, the, the other best part about this is keep Maldini we keep Maldini he stays mm-hmm. in the family it's good and you yes you were Pioli in from the beginning. <laughs>
0: before anybody was talking about it yeah. before anybody was talking about it i said it on twitter and i said hey guys pioli might not be a bad idea <laughs> so yeah so oh, it, mercy
1: it finally so. came around and it's so funny because i want to say it's uh, sempre milan or one of one of these uh blog sites said uh i think it was just before this was announced that like Oh, there's no chance that Ranić is not coming to Milan, and all of a sudden this this happens, and like, okay, no, never mind. When you look at it, all right, would the Ranić project? <laughs> uh,
0: Frank Risorto, good to see you, man, uh, Michael. Frank wins that one for sure. Michael, you were in my camp on this, so you get you, you get an assist too. So, um, uh, but. Uh, uh, Frank, uh, longtime listener, first time watching. Great show as always. Thank you very much. Appreciate the kind words. Man, we got a lot of people in the chat. Ask questions, guys. Oh, but he has a shelf life. Yes, I did say that too, but c- because <laughs> that is. But listen, let's get down to brass tacks. That is true. It is okay? true. One hundred percent true. Inter Lazio Fiorentina. He 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 he. It just it didn't go well as time went on. Okay, uh, Gazzidis is taking the chance here that this might be the place where Pioli can hang his hat for a little while.
1: And we talked about this a couple weeks ago, that every manager seems to have a fit that they get sometimes uh, and something magic happens. And we saw recently with Ranieri and Leicester or, you know, you could have picked a different, bunch of different managers where they didn't do that great you know, before where they before their stints and then they get to a place and it just magic happens and things go really well and, and, it's, and it stays going well. Um, so maybe this is it for Pioli. Who knows? It, it, it could be everyone has a shelf life and we know Pioli. He's had his ups and downs. He's took many teams, you know, Play very well in the season, all of a sudden, and then they drop off. We've seen that many times. Yeah, uh, we've seen a little bit this season, but maybe this is a spot for him. And maybe the players are behind him, that and the most important thing for any manager is to have the players 100% behind you. And at the moment, they're all behind him.
0: Ragnick would have been an exciting project, um, nonetheless. Yeah, okay. I think we will all would have, you know, uh, Pioli could have rode off into the sunset um don't worry michael we're going to get to that (laughs) uh pioli could have just rode off into the sunset or gotten a a big gig somewhere else as a result of his work here rang would have come in with a very exciting project that i think um and i'll get to that in a second too steve um that i think would have worked given time i think it would have been okay pioli got us here but Rangnick coming in, we would probably come down here a little bit before we went even before we went even higher, just because of that adjustment and a lot of it with Rangnick having to adapt from German football to Italian football. Okay, so a lot of that. Okay, um, and Maldini should get the credit. Yes, indeed. Uh, and I don't want to give any Gazi- I don't want to give gazetas any credit for this extension because he caused a shitstorm. He absolutely did. This was kind of a this really was a PR embarrassment yeah uh to continue to drag this on while um while we had uh somebody you can't do that kind of thing publicly when there are people that have jobs that are that are in those current positions fortunately fortunately all of this rallied the team to come together and play for pioli cuz this could have gone south in a hurry yeah okay 100% so credit for Pi- pioli for having the for keeping his composure, managing the team, credit the players for rallying and playing for him uh, and getting us to this point. So um, would you know, who knows if the Rangnick project would have really worked. I think it would have had a, it would have had the potential for a pretty high ceiling. Hopefully he's
1: got black book. You know, we can just use that now that he's gone.
0: <laughs> sure. Sure. Maybe he left it behind like, uh, like Elf.
1: I, I was really? gonna say Elf. Good thing you brought the, it.
0: The, the, the guy he leaves behind, he leaves the behind in the book with all the ideas. Yeah. So, in English. Yep. <laughs> so I drink it on the things. Pioli should teach Milan PR how to handle press situations. Yeah, I mean it's absolutely, uh, it's absolutely true. So, but Pioli gets the extension that he deserves, according to reports. Uh, it's uh, it's outstanding. Um, you know, and uh, Maldini gets to stay on board too. To your point, um, would have been a very very ugly way to see him go. So, um, before we get into the next, we'll talk about these 30 goal scores, but yes, Michael, I I do see, can we get a brief eulogy celebration of Suzo being officially sold to Sevilla? And how do you see him doing in Spain? Um, well, I, I've got, uh, Lakefront Brewery premium lager, uh, American malt, German hops add up to crisp, smooth and clean. It used to say something else. Um, Using very fine words. I was going to say America's
1: but, finest, but I don't know about that.
0: Yeah, Coca Cola. There you go. So, but anyway, but so I am. I am having a few beers in honor of uh, Suzo no longer being a Milan player. Um, Michael Lizi, you were in charge of the Suzo out bandwagon. I was co-pilot on that. <laughs> Talked about how he was the Spanish Aryan Robin or trying to be the Spanish Aryan Robin. How will he adapt to Sevilla? I don't give
1: a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he should. Uh... I don't know. Yeah, he. he good luck to him. Um, but I hope
0: the door hit his ass on the way out too. Yeah, yeah. And left uh, him with a hematoma.
1: We, we've done so much better since he's departed. Um, that's uh, that's the most important part. So.
0: Yeah.
1: Adios. Yeah. And
0: <laughs> just you know, and and done with now the fights with the faction of me on Twitter who loved the guy. Um, yeah, we're done. So good. All of that's over with. Um, all right. So 30 goals. There are two of them in the same season. Same Cristiano, game. Cristiano Ronaldo, Chiro Immobile. Um, now the kids for sure can't watch this one. Frank. Yep. I know. So Richard will send me the uh, radio version that uh, I can, I can play for the kids.
1: So. Right. right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right, so the 30-goal scorers, Chirri Immobile and Cristiano Ronaldo, incredible achievement to have two players do it in the same season. You know, before you complain about all of the penalties that Ronaldo got, Chiro Immobile got an awful lot of penalties as well. Yep. Um, so th- that argument doesn't necessarily hold weight. So let's evaluate the run-ins and see who has the better chance to finish on top. Um, Juventus is at Udinese, hosting Sampdoria, at Caleri, hosting Roma – Lazio, they are hosting Cagliari. They're at Verona, hosting Brescia at Napoli.
1: You got to give uh, the edge to Ronaldo. Um, not only is his team playing better than, than, than uh, but the run in is a little bit easier. Uh, both play Cagliari great, uh, but, you know, Juventus doesn't play Verona and Lazio do. Juventus doesn't play Napoli. Lazio do. Um and so you gotta give you gotta think uh and, and he can score against Roma as well. So you gotta give the edge to Ronaldo. Can he get thirty six is the question, or can Lazio, I mean, or immobile. I don't know, but um I'm so you know, I think Lisi put out a poll. Hey, hey, hey Sabrina, uh, Lisi yeah, put Sabrina. out a poll asking who's gonna win the Italia, and I, I picked Ronaldo and I know I know that's blasphemous, but you know, based on the form of the team, his history, and who they got left, you got to think he's got the the edge on this one, and I think it's a it's a good edge. Lazio has completely shit the bed, like we've talked about, and they don't look good at all. I mean, the only time he's scoring now is from penalties, and granted, yeah, they'll get still will get some because Lazio can attra- can draw them the the most draw team I think in the league. Uh, but Ronaldo, uh, I think this is his for the taking. I mean, he'll get all the credit again, and and this year, you know, regardless if he gets the record or not. This is more of an MVP type season to me than last year. I think last year they just gave him the freaking award. Uh, this year is a little bit better by Ronaldo. I think overall he's had more penalties, but he's he's done more for Juventus. I think.
0: I picked Chiro. I'm sticking with Chiro. Um,
1: At this point, you can't.
0: Yeah, you got Calory coming to Lazio, and and they're giving they're still giving up goals. I mean, I think they're 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 playing okay for Zenga. I don't think Zenga is a long-term solution. We already talked about that. Yeah. The trip to Verona is going to be tough, but it hasn't been as tough as it was earlier in the season. You know, they're they're susceptible and they're giving up more shots, so there's opportunities there. Brescia can be a big-time mess. Yeah. Um, there's a chance to feast there. And then the trip to Napoli, you never know, uh, you know, what could happen there. In terms of Juve, um, I, I think it's going to end up being really close. Uh, you know, traveling to Udinese, I think, is going to be a great chance for – for Ronaldo to get started, going to Cagliari might pose an issue or two. Yeah. Um, hosting Sampdoria and then hosting Roma. So yeah, clearly,
1: clearly Juventus are going to play the weaker defenses. Um Milano Miguel yeah. says, you know, Juventus also has the ball who's willing to you know service Ronaldo. Uh, but you know, to be fair to Lazio, they have you know Luis Alberto and SMS who can also do the same thing. So Lazari. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: There's there's some players in there that are going to provide service to, Immobili, too, and you know Caicedo is going to lay it off to him too. So, yeah. Um, Miguel's asking who would be the next ideal striker for Milan going forward. Someone who can score consistently.
1: Yeah, there's somebody <laughs> we get who can score goals. No. What's that? We get Zlatan from ten years ago? Does that count? No. Well,
0: we get this Zlatan from today. We'll be fine.
1: If you look at the young strikers that are available, I don't even know. Um, I mean, an older striker compared to, I mean. I, I, probably someone in his prime, Milik, maybe may, could work depending on the system. But, you know, if you look at just in the league, I can't think of someone off the top of my head that I think would be a uh, an ideal forward for Milan. And if they went out and got a striker, um, you'd really have to go look for someone who's been a proven goal scorer, I think, as opposed to someone who had one good season. I, I think you need, you, you know, I, I don't, there's
0: things I like about Milik, but then, I I think you need the the modern striker and the modern guy now can be a blend of target and hold up play, but also have some pace to where he can unlock people.
1: We would all Uh, want Zapata. We would all want Zapata, but yeah, a
0: Duvan Zapata, you know, obviously comes to mind. A Romelu Lukaku comes to mind. Okay, you know, somebody that's in that mold is Andrea Belotti. Like that, can they get him out of that Torino hell? The, the holdup stuff's fine. That the finishing's gonna be there. Is that what about the rest? What about the rest of it? You know, not to the I don't think it's to the level of a Zapata or a Lukaku. No. Um, you know, uh a, a guy I want to talk about here in a little bit, the Victor Victor Osiman, yeah. who is uh linked with Napoli coming over from Lille, uh seems to be one of those that's in that mold as well. I'd like to find somebody with those kinds of characteristics. It's the question is, who is that guy? Where are you going to get him? Um, so, you know, and I think that that's what we really need to try to understand is what, what's available, how much can you get him for? And it's also possibly because with the staying Ebra, probably staying, it's a guy that's going to have to be good with being an understudy to Ebra for a little while before he's turned loose, you know, there's a,
1: guy, there's a guy in Berlin. His name's uh, Christoph Piontek no, <laughs> uh,
0: I was just thinking about him, but no, I, I, he's, you know, he's, I think he's in the Belotti category. Yeah. Um,
1: do you think Piontek didn't work because the partnership with Suzo didn't work? I th- yeah. The team in front of him or behind him didn't work. And that's yeah. why he struggled. I, and I think a lot of these strikers, um, they fail because the team behind him don't, you know, don't live up to what he needs. They don't feed him the ball like he needs, and I think Piatek was missing service from suzo speci- specifically because he was hogging all the shots and and just doing whatever he thought he was, was helping the team when it really wasn't. But he didn't get the service, I think, and yeah, sure, he missed some sitters. Um, but
0: man, I'd say somebody that's in the mold of a Timo Werner, who's who I put in that that that, that Osiman Osiman uh, Lukaku Zapata category, a, a, a Havertz who Havertz probably plays more like a 10. Um, you know, guys like that, I'm probably, you know, somebody like that, but somebody that you can get at a discount, um, would probably be what you're looking at for for Milan going forward.
1: What's that guy from the Wolves? Uh, Portuguese player name is escaping me right now.
0: There's the Mexican, there's Raul Jimenez, is the Mexican player. Okay. You've got. Is this who I'm thinking yeah. of. Bravo Jimenez.
1: I wouldn't mind him. Yeah.
0: Yep. He's in a pretty rigid system and he scores, he somehow scores an awful lot of goals in it too. Yeah. So, but I think that that's what you're looking at. I mean, that's what I like to see. That's what the modern nine is starting to look like now. Yeah. Somebody who can do a combination of all of those things. I mean, for the longest time, you just had a big, strong guy that could absorb punishment from center backs, hold the ball, play people in, and get on the end of crosses you know, and then you see some of these revolutionary false nine things, Saudi doing it with Napoli. And then you're seeing Lionel Messi playing it at Barcelona, smaller guys that just run all over the park. Um, and that can tear center defenses, center defenses apart and get them stretched, uh, you know, and create some things. Now you're seeing a lot of strikers emerge that have a very good blend of both of those types of strikers. Oh, yeah. So we got pretty long-winded. So speaking of those types of strikers, uh, the rumor is that Napoli is closing in on Victor Osimen. uh, is it Osimen or is it almost Osimen? I think it's Osimen. It's Osimen uh, from Lille. I was actually very astounded at the transfer fee that, yeah, it's Osimen, uh, Nigerian international plays for Lille. I was actually very astounded at the transfer fees that they were talking about. I think they were talking about in the sixties in terms of millions, Um, I wish our Napoli guys were on here to, to help us out with this one. Um, 27 appearances for Lille in the 2019, 2020 season, 13 goals. Um, and now, uh, headed to Napoli, it looks like, um, uh, by all accounts, uh, started off at Wolfsburg, went to Charleroi, which is in Belgium, I think. And then, uh, now with Lille. So he's, he's bounced around a little bit. He's got some experience to him and, you know, most importantly, he's got some goals, um, uh, you know, in his locker, so uh, talk about this. Obviously, this means Milik is out the door. Uh, Mr. Bob Lex, good to see you. Um, and uh, means Milik is out the door. What do you do with Three Samaritans then?
1: Yeah, I don't know because um, it depends what they're gonna do with Hon, too. Is it someone that he's are they gonna keep him? I know he's getting up there in age. Uh, he's a little bit older than I think. He's got a couple years, or at least two years, if not three years, on on Dries Mertens. So, are you going to keep him? I think that's the first thing you need to solve. If you f- if you're going to keep him, then what do you do with 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 Mertens? Um, you could probably, if if I were them, I'd probably keep Callejon as a sub if you're going to keep him at all and keep Dries Mertens on the pitch. Uh, makes sense to have him on. We've talked about it many times. Uh, but if you're not going to have, you know, if you're going to ha- keep continue with, you know, uh, Callejon and Insignia or even one of the younger guys. I don't know what you do. I mean, this is this is your all-time leading scorer. Um, he's talking about moves in the past, but now that he's you know got the record for Napoli, maybe he wants to stay there. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's kind of showed that with his comments as of late. So that's a tough one for me. But if it was if it was my choice, if I was De Laurentiis, I would say um, bench Callejon or, or you know or sell him and keep Merton, put him on the right wing, and, and have him move around or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I think he's, I think he's too important for that team.
0: That uh, that definitely sounds appropriate to me as well so um other uh, possible i mean there's a lot of just silly talk going on right now um
1: there's a player i'm trying to i'm trying to find um he is he plays at rb salzburg uh he took over for halan when halan went to dortmund and he's had just as many goals per game as halan did at salzburg and i, I can't find ooh. his name right now he's really good and that's somebody who i'd be interested in to see what he could provide
0: uh, speaking of which, the Ragnik cancellation. What do you think that does for uh, the prospects of uh, uh coming over from Salzburg to Milan? I think that probably puts a dent in it.
1: Depends how much of, a, of if if he's a Ranya guy and he, and he's going to follow him wherever. Then then yeah, it's going to put a dent in it. But uh, maybe he likes what he sees from Milan, especially right now. And you know maybe Milan or uh, Milan is still an attractive name. Um, so I think the percentage maybe has gone down, maybe a few percentage, you know, depending on how much he likes Ranić. Uh, but it's certainly not as good if as as if if Ranić was here. So,
0: yep, that sounds good to me. Um, other news that uh, has hit here in Serie I think
1: uh, we've covered just about all of it at this point. I think Dhaka was the guy.
0: Dhaka, that's it. That's absolutely yeah. it.
1: Yeah, yep. he actually. Yeah, well. I would say he ended up more, more goals than then Halan, but Halan only played you know whatever half season. So yep. um, he's been, he was pretty impressive. So um, that would be something someone I would want to put my my focus on, and uh, yeah, see what the offer is. You know, throw something at Salzburg and see what what they offer or what they what they counter with. So, yep. Um,
0: I also see that uh, it is Donnarumma that Donnarumma is also talking about a contract extension as well. Rumors were that that fat bastard uh, Riola is trying to keep the uh, release clause under fifty million.
1: Interesting, interesting. So
0: that all uh, floated out. That's all floated out there as well. So it's all it's all speculation at this point. So
1: Miguel says that uh, that or um, whatever you say his name, him and Leo have some kind of bromance going on. So that's good. That's good for us then. Yep. Yep. Indeed. So, all
0: right, um, time to move on to uh, our new segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, who won Calcio Twitter uh, after last week talking about uh, at the DDOA with his uh, players he hates uh, <laughs> from each team in Serie A. and I believe there was another uh, tweet out there from last week that we, that we thought was very funny, so we decided – Let's create a segment where we're keeping our eye out on Twitter. All of you listeners got to keep sending us stuff. Uh, send us um, anything that you think is worthy of talking about here. And it's basically we're going through Twitter, Calcio supporters around the world, uh, providing us with something to have a good laugh about. And uh, we have three nominees uh, for who won Calcio Twitter. So if you in the chat want to pick a winner, you guys can vote for yours. Um, Okay, Mr. Bob. Interesting. Mr. Bob's already
1: Bob, you're spoiling it, man. Let me let me read these. Okay.
0: Um, calma, calma. Okay, calma, calma. All right. So the very first one that we came across actually came from Brandon at uh C new Termon, and I'll spell that at capital S small I, capital N, small U, capital T small R M-O-N. And the tweet says, I'm bored. Somebody play me. And it is a picture of Inter's leaked second kit uh, where it has the blue and, and black lines kind of in a, a cross pattern and <laughs> giving you under the Pirelli sponsor the appearance of the tic-tac-toe. And he puts an X in the middle of it. <laughs> so, so Brandon is trying to start a tic-tac-toe game with Inter's second kit. What do you think
1: of that one? That was, that was that was hilarious. That was hilarious. I, I saw one before that. That was a dish rag, but I thought that one was even better—the tic-tac-toe one. Um, it would have been better if more people jumped on and started marking up too. You know, I, didn't, I didn't follow that thread, but yeah, uh, imagine
0: so. Yep. So the inter picture of the inter tic-tac-toe kit from Brandon at Sinu Terman. I already go go back if you want the spelling of it. If you want to follow the guy. Um, all right. Second nominee is uh, a friend of ours, Art Morelli at. Art Morelli, M O R E L L I. Uh, his tweet says, "Roma Twitter neglecting their last trophy in years. Hate to see it. It is a picture of a dying tree."
1: <laughs> I laughed so hard when I first saw this picture. Uh, I was like, "Oh my god, that's a bonsai tree that they let die." I mean, yeah, damn, that's been so yeah. long since they won. <laughs>
0: that's that's brutal. That's brutal. That's a uh, and that is a Derby della Sud. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh shade being yeah. thrown there.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, as, Anopoly, <laughs> as as art as a Napoli supporter. But yeah, that was uh that was well played. So uh <laughs> gotta chuckle out of that. And then finally, nominee number three at Grego underscore 1899 after Milan beat Bologna. He's a Milan <laughs> supporter. He goes, love how we are able to score a lot versus smaller clubs like Lecce, Bologna, and Juventus. <laughs> nice. I love it, love it. That one made <laughs> me laugh. It did. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> oh, hard right. one to choose. Chad, it's all yours. Which ones do you like? Um,
1: the constellation one for me, which is not in the running because this was on Facebook. But someone, uh, someone said there was a news article that came out that said No on the Ore is going to be awarded this year, and someone was like, "Oh, sad day for Kalinich." I thought that was pretty funny. I <laughs> thought that was pretty funny, but it was in Facebook, so it did not count. Yeah. So. Have your go at the ones on Twitter, but uh, I have one. I have my favorite, I think, of three, which is hard. Uh, they're all good. I laugh. I laughed hard at all of them, um, and I know you have your pick. Yeah, they're all great, um,
0: man. But <laughs> man, I, you you tell me what yours is first, because I, I like all three of these. They're all quality.
1: Uh, they are all they're, they are all quality. Um, I think I just slightly. <laughs> Uh, like the last one, uh, where they threw Juventus in there with the small clubs, I I I, I thought that was really funny. And like a, little, you know, just get them yep. there. Uh, Art is brilliant, business. and so is tic tac toe.
0: Yep. Okay. Sabrina oh. says
1: Morelli. Sabrina, t- Sabrina says
0: Art Morelli's. I really like that one. Yeah. yeah, it's it's just so hard to pick. We got three good ones this week. So, um, <laughs> who's gonna clean their car with that <laughs> kit? <laughs> george like george liked the last one grego underscore 1899's <laughs> comment about that's a that's a quality. anytime anytime calcio twitter takes a dig at juventus and it and it and it pays off rocker's not
1: here we can get his opinion i guess on that <laughs> yeah
0: yeah you'd love to get rocco's opinion on that so man i thought i thought the one from okay the one from brendan was strong and i'm gonna just t- you know but i'm gonna take away um I'm just gonna take grego's out of it as a Milan supporter not to disqualify him it's 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 lovely it was so funny um but i i am gonna give it to art morelli yeah uh yeah i'm gonna give it to art morelli <laughs> with roma twitter neglecting with the dead tree <laughs> that's brilliant. that is absolutely I brutal so hard to with do that. to a fan even... base that's absolutely brutal to do to a fan base oh my god so so i'm i'm going with i, I am going with art morelli's uh, chat keep voting i mean you're welcome to tell me if I'm wrong here, but uh, I would go uh, in this order. I would say Brandon's uh, inter-tic Tac Toe was third. Grego underscore eighteen ninety nine second, and very very close second to Art Morelli being the winner with the oh, uh, so good uh, with the uh, tree. We got to come up with prizes. Yeah, yeah, got to figure out what to do.
1: We'll figure something out.
0: Yeah, we do. We have to. We have to figure it out. So go go and check those out. Once again, these were the three nominees, and give them follows uh, at. G-R-E-G-O underscore 1899. Love how we were able to score a lot versus smaller clubs like Lecce, Bologna, and Juventus. Um, the winner for me uh, at Art Morelli. Uh, Roma Twitter neglecting their last trophy in years. Hate to see it with a picture of a dying bonsai tree. Uh, and then uh, Brandon at oh. S-I-N-U-T-R-M-O-N. I'm bored. Somebody play me with a picture of Inter's league second kit where he's starting a tic-tac-toe game putting an X in the middle box. Oh.
1: That's good. Good stuff, guy. Good stuff. Keep it up. Keep keep covered. them coming. Keep them Love coming. It. Keep Love them coming. Calcio
0: Twitter. Even even tag us. We're going to start to. We got to start to hashtag these nominees. I mean, we're even
1: even Spinazzola tried to get in on the action with freaking missing the ball, and getting the penalty. But you know, yep. you can do it on Twitter. So
0: hashtag Who Won Calcio Twitter uh, is what we're going to uh, to tag these as. Uh, so you guys as well. If you have a nominee uh, that you see that we need to catch, him, in case we're not following, at Who Won calcio twitter um and question mark no question mark we'll we'll look for them both uh and, and try to collect them so uh check that out so uh love to see it keep them coming so um and then th- the goals from last weekend i really think the only two that are worth as, as there were a lot of goals there was a lot of standard goals uh but Tomiyasu's goal for yeah. uh, bologna and polypiano's goal for Napoli for me were the two best
1: uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not complaining with that. Those are probably the two standouts for me. Uh, when I saw Tomiyasu's goal, I was like, "Oh my goodness, what a goal!" Um, but Politanos is just as,
0: just equally as good. So yeah, those are two winners for me. Okay, excellent stuff. And I think with that, we're gonna put a bow on this edition of Serie Sit Down. Sounds good. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Um, it, it, can I can I win even if it's the team that I support? <laughs> yeah, of course. Sure. 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 Funny sure. is funny. That's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be funny. It's got to make us laugh. And I'm I, at a minimum, I'm hard to impress. So Richard laughs. At, Richard laughs at everything. The so. wind blows and I laugh. Though. So. <laughs> True story. That's good. That's good. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So we're gonna put a bow on this edition of Serie A. Sit Down. Richard, shameless plug.
1: Yeah, well, as always, you can follow me anywhere uh, at R underscore uh, But please uh, give a, a follow to our YouTube page, as obviously you're watching here. Make sure you subscribe and like. Uh, but check out the videos we're posting outside of the podcast. Uh, we're doing also podcast clips, interviews, but also doing some news pieces here and there as well. So uh, make sure you follow, like, and subscribe.
0: Excellent stuff. Uh, I am at FTC underscore 21. City I sit down. We have our own channel on Apple Podcasts. We have our own channel on SoundCloud. You can find us on Stitchers, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever there's podcasts you can find. city. sit down. You're here on the YouTube page. Uh, if you're watching us now, drop a like, subscribe. Uh, we're continuing to pump out content. We just had a great interview with the UK Leche fan club. Uh talking watch with it. Will and Go Dom. It. Go check that out. It was a great time. Uh, again. You may not think there's 40 minutes to talk about Leche, but there was 40 minutes to talk about Leche, and we covered it all. So, uh, you know, definitely go and give that a view,
1: and give them a follow on Instagram as well. Official, official UK Leche. Uh, they're they're great, great guy. They put a great content out there. Uh, give them a follow. They got like almost 5,000 followers right now. So, man, who would have thought for Leche supporters? Love it.
0: And if you're listening to this via the podcasts, uh, that is available via podcast as well. So uh, just dig deep into the Serie A Sit Down channel and check it out. Um, at Serie A Sit Down on Twitter, on Instagram, find us on Facebook. Um, we're all over the place on the social media circus. Um, and it is a circus these days. It's not, let's not bullshit anybody about that. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, uh, but we're looking forward to more content we're getting close to the end of the 2019 2020 season hard to believe I believe we'll probably pump out two more of these um, before getting ready for the next season so um, time to start thinking about team of the season time to start thinking about crap on a cracker uh, so we've got a lot to got a lot in the way so. Lot to digest. Yep, lot to digest. But uh four match weeks left, a lot of drama left, a big relegation fight still going on, European places, people jockeying for position. Um lot to play for and goals, lots and lots of goals. So guaranteed. Yep, guaranteed. So uh want to thank everybody. First of all, the chat you guys came through big time, great stuff. Uh appreciate all your uh contributions and all your comments and questions. Um so many clowns in that circus. I agree.
1: Yeah, that's right. So I agree, hundred percent.
0: We forgot to talk about Dzerbi. There was a question about uh, VJ wanted to know about Dzerbi and possibly being a future Italy coach. That was the question we missed. See, we're not pros at this.
1: We're not. Yeah. Um. Interesting take, but uh. Too early to. Too early to tell. Too early. Too early. For I think sure. he's I like finally. It. He's
0: finally got his. Another feet one who's down found a place. Yep. Yeah. He's finally got his feet down at a place. Let's see if he can sustain some success. Yeah. So. Um, a little quick answer to that. So, all right. Sorry, VJ, that we waited till the very last minute, right. um, but appreciate the question. So, but anyway, thank you again, everybody in the chat. Thank you for all of you who are listening. Uh, for Richard, I am Frank. As always, tell your Paisons about us. Ciao.